dudes. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How are you doing, Bridge Youth? Happy Wednesday, Bridge Youth. You guys wait, wait. look good tonight. One more time. How are we doing, Bridge Youth? There we go. There That's we better. Go. That was better. What's up, everyone? My name is Isaiah. My name is Trinity. We are your guys' service hosts for tonight. Yeah. And we're going to start off with some announcements. You want him with the first one, Trin? You got it. All right. Everybody who has social media, please follow us if you are not already on our Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It's at BridgeYTH underscore. Also, if you have a cell phone with you tonight, hold it up. Go ahead and turn off your guys' airdrop. Yep, yep. Also, guys, if you guys are only showing up on Wednesdays, you guys are missing out on Connect Groups. Yeah, And we really want to see you guys on Sundays for Connect Groups because we have some really good conversations. We speak about the messages from Wednesday nights, and some of these conversations are really good because these topics have been very interesting lately. So if you guys want to talk about that stuff even deeper, get some more answers out of uh, the subjects that we're talking about on Wednesday nights, be sure to show up. It's going to be at 1130 on Sunday. All right. Where are all my young adults at tonight? Woo! Woo! All right, we have Young Adults Gathering happening this Sunday at 5 p.m. in the church foyer. You guys do not want to miss it. If you have graduated high school, this is for you also. This includes anybody from 18 to 25. So come join us, hang out with us. We have really cool conversations, and we'd love to see you guys there. Yeah. Also, I know a lot of us aren't excited to go back to school, but there's a perk to it. We get back to school parties. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> So, yeah. So our Bridge Youth Back to School Party is going to be August 30th at 6 p.m. Bring, uh, gonna have, sorry, I got mixed up right there. <laughs> uh, we have free pizza, raffle tickets for everyone who brings a friend. So make sure you bring a friend. And then also, you might be wondering, what's this raffle ticket for? Uh, we're going to be giving away more Amazon cards. So if you want an Amazon gift card, you should show up, bring a friend, all that good stuff. Again, it's August 30th at 6 p.m. Yeah. This isn't like those lame back to school parties either you know where they like cut the costco pizza into like this big of a slice like this one's better so you guys better be there all right here at the bridge we like to say that giving is another way to worship god there's absolutely no pressure at all but if you would like to give we have our giving station at the back of the youth auditorium and you can also give online Alrighty, everyone. Go ahead and stand up to your feet. We got our family time question for tonight. Go ahead and stand up and stand up. Everybody from the front All to the right. back. All right. All right, Shannon, what's our question for tonight? All right, you guys. Go ahead and meet somebody brand new and ask them, if you could create any school subject, what would it be? Let's give them an example. You guys All might right. be a little confused. An example, I would create, you know how we have history? I'd create future class. There you go. All right. What, what subjects would y'all make?
you guys doing? Grab a seat, grab a seat. Okay, so if you could create your own subject, what would it be? I was like, I feel like music history would be mine, but I feel like that could be one. But also like maybe how to do taxes because man, when you become an adult, you're like, how in the world am I supposed to figure this out? I mean, they have, you got places you can go, but I like to know what's actually happening, not just like, hey, do this. Like, I'd like to learn what is really going on here. So anyways, that's boring, but honestly, it's very helpful in life because you will pay taxes when you start working. So anyways, just a heads up in case you didn't already know. <laughs> Bridge Youth, are you stoked to be here tonight? Yes. You guys are like sort of getting back into the routine of like getting into school. You know, honestly, I love structure. Who in here is like with me that loves structure? Is You know, it's a few of you. And that's okay. I love a bit of structure. It kind of keeps me, you know, checked in and kind of knowing what my day is going to look like. I do like a little spontaneous trips to the beach and things like that. That's always fun, and I think that's important too. But anyways, um, all right, well, we're getting ready to get into the message here in just a few minutes. And so we just want to encourage you to... Um, here at Bridge Youth, like, we're more than just a group that comes to hang out and to have fun. And yes, we do those things. We hang out, we connect, we have fun, we do all of that. But really, we are here to hear God's word. We're here to experience God. We're here to say, God, we're ready for whatever you want to do. And so we are getting ready to be in the message. And really, God has a word for us tonight. And so if you walk in to a service, a church service, and you're like, uh, I don't know, it's just gonna be another Wednesday. It will absolutely just be another whatever Wednesday. But if you come in with the heart of, tonight, I'm ready to hear from you, God. Or tonight, I don't know, there's a lot going on, but God, I'm here to be with you. You can't even imagine what God will do. And so from the back to the front, from the stage that, literally only elevates us. It means nothing. It just puts us up here <laughs> so you can see us. But from the front to the back, myself included, God has a word for us tonight. And so let's be ready. Let's take notes. Let's be engaged. And that comes with like, use the restroom after service. You can sit down for just a bit um, so that you don't miss what God's doing. Like, it's not just like a rule. It's like, I want to hear God's word. And so I want to sit here. I want to be taking notes and be ready for what he wants to say. I don't want to miss anything. And so I just wanna, we just wanna encourage you in that. And so before we get into the message, we love this part of our service. It's our favorite part and it's where our students come up and pray before the message. So I'm gonna ask Kai Dunn to come up, meet me in the middle. Yes, we love Kai Dunn and he's gonna, yeah, we love you. We love Kai Dunn, come on. He's gonna pray before we get into the message. So uh, let's do it. All right, let's bow our heads please. God, I thank you for this wonderful night that you've blessed us with and by just allowing us to be here, be in your presence, be in your word, be in your church, God. God, I thank you for the you desiring a relationship with us, God. I pray we can desire for you, God. Just have a heart just after you, God. God, I pray you can bless this message tonight, God. Help it be your words and not Corey's, God. God, I pray you can just bless his message. Help us just be able to focus on what you have in store for us tonight, God. Help us have an expectant heart, a focused heart towards you and your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, Bridge Youth, Pastor Gory's got a great message ahead. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, it's going to be a wonderful night. 
How about that? Come true, and I wonder if you know what it means, what it means, and I wonder if you know what it means, what it means, and I wonder if you know what it What up, Bridge Youth? How you guys doing tonight? You good? Hey, look at the person next to you. Tell them, you look good. Look at the person on the other side. Say, you look good. Look at the person sitting behind you. Say, you look even better than both of them. Everybody look at our camera in the back to the online audience. Say, you look fantastic. Just like in faith, we're believing you look good. You could look terrible at home right now in your pajamas just beat. Hair is a rat nest. You're covered in Dorito dust, but you're online watching. And if you're here, you came to join us. Some of y'all started school Monday. Like, this is your first week of school. Some of you guys, who started school last week? Who started school this week? Who's starting school next week? And yet you're here. Like, spending some of your time with us. Like, we just think that's so cool. That's so special. Hey, if you are brand new, we just want to say an extra special welcome to you. We love meeting new people. It's seriously like our favorite thing in the whole world. Maybe second to seeing our students pray. Man, if you are somebody, if you're a young person who, who you love prayer, like you love talking with God, you love, you love helping um, uh, others connect with God through prayer, talk to Amber. We'd love to get more students praying, man. But proud of you, Kai. You always lead us in prayer so well. Probably second to students uh, leading us in prayer. Our second favorite thing is meeting new people. We like welcoming our guests every week by saying, we are here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you. We back you. New student right over here, Spider-Man. We're excited that you're here, Peter Parker and or Miles Morales. I can't tell. <laughs> hey, stoked that you guys are here. If you got a Bible, go to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Before we move on, I want to echo what our service host said, what Trinity said about the last Wednesday of this month. We are doing a back-to-school party. Um, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to pray for our campuses. Uh, we're going to have pizza and raffles and giveaways. This is random, but we are encouraging any and everybody who own a pair of jorts to wear them. Um, you might be wondering why. Why not? Where's your Jesus and George, bro? It's what our lives are all about. Uh, so come hang out. It's going to be an awesome, awesome night. Um, so tonight, we are continuing in our series entitled The Wonder Years. Somebody say, Wonder Years. One thing that we should never lose is the wonder of God. Somebody say, Amen. We lose the wonder about so many other things. Like, you remember when we were kids and we, like, played with Legos? What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? I still play with Legos, bro. You guys remember, anybody play with Play-Doh when you were a kid? Dude, the red one tasted the best, for sure. <laughs> like, and we used to, like, I don't know, like, 
We used to make things that like our imagination just conjured up. Like I always made pod racers with my Legos. And, and like to me at seven, eight, nine years old in my room, my Legos were pod racers. But somewhere along the way, like we lose our wonder, but we should never lose the wonder of God. I want you to think for a second, what's, the, what's like the tallest thing that you've ever been on? Um, has, anybody, has anybody ever been on the stratosphere in Vegas? Dude, that thing is wild. Like, it's stressful. It's crazy. Um, there's some pretty crazy, like, uh, spots in Yosemite that are really high. Who's ever been on an airplane? So, like, maybe an airplane is, uh, shout out Kai Burleson for helping basically write this part of the message. Um, uh, like, when you get on an airplane and, and you take off, it's crazy that it doesn't take more than two or three minutes for, like, the absolute tallest person you know to begin looking puny. It, it doesn't take long for like that bro's massive lifted truck to look like a Hot Wheel. Shout out another one of my favorite toys when I was a kid. Like it doesn't even take long for, for the biggest skyscraper to just look so small. And that's the same type of effect that eternity should have on our perspective. Because eternity is so long, eternity is so never-ending, that the things of life that once looked big, like a really big deal, like this is crazy and this is massive and this holds so much weight in my life, in light of eternity, so many of those things should be put into perspective. So tonight, week two of the Wonder Years, we are talking about eternity. We are talking about, if you're taking notes, write that word down, eternity. We are talking about forever. Look at your neighbor, say forever. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second, say forever. Name that movie. Thank you. This is why I love you. Tonight we're talking about forever. Forever and ever and ever. Here's your sermon in a sentence. If you are taking notes. It's this. Eternity changes everything. Eternity changes everything. Here's the thing. God, be filled with wonder on this. God has no end. God has no beginning. See, eternity in this direction is fine for me. Like, there will be no end. Okay, no big deal. But this blows my mind. There's no beginning for God. Like God doesn't have a birthday. He's just always existed. Scripture says how God, he has no beginning. He has no end. He is alpha and omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. He's just always existed and he'll never end. And so it is with us. We too will live forever. Like, like no end. It's like, it's like your entire life, everything in it is just a drop in the ocean. Like, well, and that, that honestly doesn't even do it justice. It's like maybe, who's like the oldest person you know? We had a, we had a lady in our old church that put your hand down. <laughs> Disrespect. We had an old lady in our church uh, when we were kids. Her name was Sister Sherman. Sister Sherman, when I arrived at the church, was 107. 
Sister Sherman was lit, dude. During worship, she just sat down front in her wheelchair like, like she was so pumped, dude. She was never clapped on beat. Pretty sure she was deaf. But, hey, she was worshiping Jesus. <laughs> like, Sister Sherman, 107. Like, her life would be like, like the first, first day in eternity. Well, honestly, that kind of pales in comparison, too, when you think about eternity. It's like, it's like a million years is the first day in eternity. Well, that doesn't even really work, right? Like, like 100 trillion years is like the first second in eternity. And even that pales in comparison because eternity is forever and ever and ever. And I pray that tonight this fills your heart with a sense of awe and wonder. Before we move on, let's pray. God, you're good. I pray our hearts would just be filled with wonder in eternity right now. As we think about forever and ever, as we talk about eternity, I pray that tonight, God, our hearts truly would be filled with wonder. God, I thank you that your team, the Raiders, beat the 49ers. It's preseason, but we beat them so bad. It was like 4 billion to 3. And we, God, I pray that that momentum would carry over into the regular season where it actually matters. And God, that you would help your American football team, the Raiders, this year. And God, help your premier football team, Everton, this year as well. Shout out, Paul Reed. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Hey, look at your neighbor, say, Forever. Have you ever had something that happened in your life that totally changed your perspective? Like, I remember when I was a newlywed, I had a certain perspective about my wife. And when you first get married, there's a lot of perspectives that change. There's a lot of perspectives that shift. One of the things early on in marriage, now hear me out before you start freaking out, early in marriage, I trusted my wife, okay? But then there was a moment, there was a time, there was something that had happened. I was on my way to the gym, because I'm a freaking gym rat, bro, obviously. <laughs> I, I absolutely hate how any of you laughed at that, okay? Because <laughs> if I was buff, there'd be nothing funny about that. But then if I was buff, it would just be cringy, you know, it'd just be like eye rolling, like the dude with the muscles talking about the gym again, you know? Um, so I was going to the gym. I actually was. That is a true statement in this story. And that night, we had gone to uh, this place that we often had dinner at, a place in Lake Elsinore, best Mexican food spot. And also, like, can we just pause and just thank God for Mexican food? Like, shout out Latinas and Latinos. Like, here's the thing. For sure, for sure, Mexican food is inspired by God. Other than the Holy Spirit inspiring that, there's no way something that amazing was ever created with just the hands of man. So we went to this place called Tacos Elsinore. You might be thinking, Corey, you mean, you mean uh, uh, Elsinore's tacos. No, it's called Tacos Elsinore. Tacos Elsinore, very random. They were amazing, right? Such good food. Like, tacos were amazing. Burritos were amazing. They had a Tex-Mex burrito that went crazy phenomenal, dude, phenomenal spot. Randomly, Tacos Elsinore had mind-blowing cheesecake. This cheesecake was delicious. It was so good. And so 
Um, often my wife would get home from work. This was before we both worked at the church. My wife would get home for work, for, from work. We would do dinner together, and then I would head to the gym while she went to sleep because she had to be up at like 4 a.m. to go to work the next day. And so we had dinner together. I had bought cheesecake, one piece for me, one piece for her. I had bought one piece for me and one piece for her. I bought one piece for and one piece for. Yeah, so on the way out the door, I said, goodbye, babe. I love you. I will see you. Well, you'll be sleeping, but I'll see you when I get home. And the last thing I said to my newlywed loving wife was, don't eat my cheesecake. And she said, okay, babe, I won't eat your cheesecake. I said, seriously, I'm saving it for when I get home from the gym. I'm going to earn that cheesecake. Don't eat my cheesecake. And she said, babe, chill. Go to the gym. I'm not eating your cheesecake. I get home. I, like, I worked out so hard that day. I lifted every weight that was in the gym. I didn't lift any weights. I played basketball for four hours is what happened. <laughs> but I get home, and like, when I tell you, like, you ever have food waiting for you at home, and you're just thinking about it, like, all day? You're like, like the other week, I, I got Wingstop, and, like, I ate half of it one day, and I knew the next day I was getting home to some Wingstop. I was thinking about it all day, like, all day long. I was thinking about that cheesecake by, like, basketball game number three or four, right? And on the drive home, I'm thinking about my cheesecake. I get home, and when I tell you, I go to the fridge, I open the fridge, the light illuminates my face, and there it is, my cheesecake. I'm like, glory to God. I grab the, the styrofoam thing, and I open it to find about one and a half bites of cheesecake left. Here's the thing. I, I did what probably you're thinking. That must be Amber's cheesecake. Your cheesecake is somewhere else in the fridge. So I go to the fridge. There's no other cheesecake there's just this cheesecake. This must be my cheesecake. It's like 11.30 at night. My wife has to be up at 4 in the morning. I go into the room. I kick the door in. <laughs> I didn't kick the door in. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, this guy's crazy. You're like leaning to your friend. He's just kidding. <laughs> the new person, he's just dramatic. It's all hyperbole. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that word right. So I kicked the door in. I said, Amber, wake up. And she said, what? I said, grab a bunch and put a little makeup. And she said, what do you want? I said, what happened to my cheesecake? And she said, babe, I took one bite. I said, you ate the whole thing. <laughs> you ate the entire cheesecake, Amber. I've been looking forward to that cheesecake. She's like, I didn't. I ate one bite. I went and grabbed the cheesecake and showed it to her. I said, does that look like one bite to you? She said, I had a few bites. I haven't trusted my wife a single day since. I'm just kidding. I just don't trust her around cheesecake. Have you ever had something happen that changed your perspective on things? Like you in light of eternity should have your perspective on everything changed. And probably at the top of that list, your perspective on life. Somebody say life. It's not just a fun board game. It's not just a delicious breakfast cereal. <laughs> It is every day, all day, 365. It's what we live, and eternity should completely change how you see it. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? We're in James chapter 4. Some of you have it open already. We're going to be in verse number 13 and 14. If you got a Bible app, New International Version, 
today. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry about it. We'll have it on the screens for you. Here's what it says. James, likely the brother of Jesus, wrote this super short uh, book in the New Testament. It's a complete five chapters. And then the fourth chapter, verse 13 and 14, he says this. He says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money, money, make money, money, money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? Now listen to this part. You are a mist. Somebody say mist. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. While you sit down, look at your neighbor say, take notes. If you're taking notes tonight, your first point, our perspective should change on life and death. On life and death. Tonight, we're going to talk about life and death. We'll talk much more about life than death, so don't trip chocolate chip. So people who brought friends tonight are like, I promise you, he is much more encouraging than this usually. Um, Ecclesiastes Verse three, uh, chapter three, verse 11 says this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. You know how we all kind of feel like there's more to life? You know when you go outside at night in, the, in a beautiful summer night, you look up at the stars and you just feel, there's gotta be more to life. The truth is, Yes, there is more to life. And one of the reasons you feel that, one of the reasons we all feel that, is because of this verse. God has set eternity in our hearts. Inherently, we know there's more to life. And maybe the better way of saying it is not that there's more to life, but there's more than life. There's more after life. So if God has planted eternity in our hearts, if eternity is in our heart, it changes how we live. Somebody say amen. If eternity is in our future, it should affect our present. If, if eternity is what we're bound for, it should change how we live today. If we will live forever one day, it should change how we live today. Eternity should change everything. I pray that as eternity fills you with wonder, it changes everything about how you live. I pray that it changes how you act I pray it changes how you think. I pray it changes how you dress. Because for some of us, we, we are putting all of our eggs in the temporary basket when we are eternal. And the things that seem like a really big deal, like that boy's attention, become so small when you realize you're gonna live forever. I pray that in light of eternity, it changes how you live and it changes how you love. I pray that knowing that eternity is out ahead of you, it changes how you forgive. I pray it changes the grudges you've been holding for years and years. I pray that in light of eternity changing everything, I pray it changes your urgency in life. I pray that it changes I pray that it changes the things you hold on to and the things you let go of. I pray that you will learn to live now for what will matter then. What do you mean what will matter then? When we step into eternity, 
there are only two things that will matter. There are only two things that will last forever. God and people. Maybe dogs, but definitely not cats. Dogs, yes. Cats, straight to hell. <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. So, like the 12-year-old girl who has a cat named Garfield and you love it, your cat will be in heaven with you one day. <laughs> There's two things that will last forever and go into eternity. God and people. So take inventory of the things in your life that are totally temporary and begin to live now for what will matter then. I pray that eternity changes your perspective on life. I pray that eternity changes how you live. I pray that realizing you have an eternal life changes your life. It's like, imagine this. I need... I need a, a, a young pr- Pritham. Come help me, my guy. I'm going to get this as far as I can, and you're going to take it from there. All right. Oh, you're going to have to unravel that rope best you can. Here, I'll just hold this. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Now, you can just stay right there for now, Pritham. Wait, let's get this knot out. Dude, this rope dusty. You see how the dust that came off that rope? Does the rope, does this rope smell like crayons to you? Smell it, Pritham. It smells like Crayolas, right? Oh, you can come smell the rope after service. It has nothing to do with my message. It smells like Crayolas, though. How do you say the word crayons? Crayons? Who said crayons? I grew up with a speech impediment, so it's like a legitimate effort for me to say crayons. I say crowns. Like, naturally, I'll say, oh, you want to color with some crowns? People always rest me like, crayons. All right. Imagine for a moment, like in light of eternity, changing how you live. Imagine like right here, this is your birth. This is like the beginning of you. And then here's your whole life. And then you, there's the end of your life. There it is. There's all that you live for. And now from here on begins eternity. Uh, Pritham, uh, let's see. Ethan, can you go meet Pritham at that corner? Pritham, we're going to need you to pick up that rope and go around the corner. Yeah, you hold on to the corner. See, because here's your life, and now here's eternity. And, and really, can I tell you, even this analogy, even this illustration, even this image, absolutely keep as far as you could go. Stretch out that rope as far as you can go. Um, even this illustration, it absolutely pales in comparison to actual eternity. Like, here is your life, and then here is eternity. It's like so much longer, so much further than your life. But the thing is, the crazy thing is, is that there are so many people who are just living for this. Like, make that make sense. Young people, here, like, as your heart and mind is filled with wonder about eternity, keep in mind, don't live for this. It's like our friend Pastor Mark Foz from Audacious said a few months ago when he preached here. This life, we're just passing through. 
me and Amber, uh, on the way back from Manchester, we had a layover in London, and we almost missed our flight coming back to the States. It was so close. But the thing is that London wasn't our destination. We were heading home. This is not your destination. You're heading home. Stop living for this. Stop living for something that's so short-lived. Can you give it up for my awesome assistants? Uh, You guys can just take that crown-smelling dusty rope and put it backstage. Stop living for what is just right now. We're just passing through. Philippians 3, verse 20. Write this verse down. Philippians 3, verse 20. It says, our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship's not here. This is not home. We're just passing through. And we, oh, I love this, dude. I love, the Bible's so sick. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, we are like on the edge of our seat waiting for his return because he said he'll come back. So James says our life is short. It's a blink. It's a moment. He says it's like, it's like a mist, This is, I'm just trying to put it in perspective for you. This is your whole life. Here one moment, gone the next, and leaves a fragrance of lavender. Some of you guys leave a fragrance of B.O. Wear deodorant. (laughs) Junior high boys, invest in good cologne. Stop putting on Axe. That's one of the best pieces of advice Pastor Corey will ever give you. Dude, like, it is here one moment, and it's gone the next. Compared to eternity, that's our whole life. Like, I don't know if that's, like, as sobering to anybody else as it is to me, but one of the things that I can't help but to think is that if my whole life, if your whole life is just a mist, make the most of your mist. Stop worrying about the things that don't matter. Stop holding on to the grudges that you won't even, like you're fighting with somebody and you can't stand somebody and you're talking trash and gossiping about somebody and you can't even remember where the problems began. Can't tell you how many times me and Amber will be fighting and then like the next day, we're like, I'm mad at you. And she's like, I'm mad at you. And I'm like, what are we mad about? She goes, I don't know. I can't remember. You're holding grudges against people and And you can't even remember, man, your life is a mist. Forgive freely. Love freely. Your life is a mist. Who cares what the kids at your school think about you? Their life. (laughs) You are overly concerned about the opinion of mist? Make that make sense. But he's so cute. He's a mist, but she's so hot. She's a mist. Your whole life, dude. It's here one second, and it's gone the next. Make the most of your mist. Let's talk about death for a second. Look at your neighbor and say, let's talk about death. Um, I'm like a really big nerd. One of the people who actually, like me, 
One of the people I love just sitting down and talking about preaching with is Wyatt. Wyatt Staggers is legitimately one of, if not the, the best preacher I know in the entire world. He's one of my favorite preachers, and he has such a genius mind. He's actually preaching next week, so you don't want to miss next week. Come hang out. Come roll out. It's going to be rad, and I'm always ever so jealous of his beard. But in talking about this message, we began talking about this, nerding out over preaching and stuff. Um, in, in, in ancient Rome, there were these people called Arigas. Everybody say Arigas. These Arigas, um, they, would, they would hold a laurel or like wreath crown, like those crowns that are sort of, it kind of looks like, uh, you know the Christmas wreaths that your mom puts on the door? It kind of looked like that, but it was a crown that they would hold over the head of a general who had just returned from a battle with a great triumph. And as this chariot took the general through the city, they'd parade them through there, and the triumphant general would roll through the streets with crowds, like, singing his praises, singing his name, like, borderline worshiping him, congratulating him, like, like shouting him down for the victory that he just got. But the Auriga's job was to stand at his back and continually whisper into his ear, Memento mori, memento mori, which is Latin for remember you are mortal. It also loosely translates, one day you will die. In this triumphant moment when all of these people are shouting this general's name, they were so concerned about them staying humble that they had someone whose literal job was to just whisper, remember, you'll die. Remember, one day, you'll die. It sounds to me like Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 4, where it says, a wise person thinks a lot about death. Check this out. While a fool, somebody say fool. While a fool thinks only about having a good time. Scripture says it's actually wise to think a lot about death. Now, let me just say, ladies, all the ladies in the room say, hey. If you ever go out on a date and you're, you're like sitting at coffee or something with this guy and you're like, so tell me about yourself. And he goes, well, you know, I'm an athlete. I really like sports. I'm competitive. You know, I like long walks on the beach, like getting caught in the rain. Also, I think a lot about death. Run, like, girl, run as fast as you can. But, like, I don't know because also the Bible says a wise person thinks a lot about death. And I don't know because, like, I've officiated a lot of funerals. I've stood at a lot of grave sites. I've officiated funerals for old people, and I've officiated funerals for young people. I've officiated funerals for people who've died in car accidents and died in their bed at an old age. But I'll tell you what happens every single time at a funeral. In the face of our mortality, everybody who's still living has a sobering, humble moment that one day, that will be me too. Now, like, some of you are like, dude, I'm 14. I know, and I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to remind you, memento mori, you're mortal. And every single one of us will meet God in eternity one day. And scripture says it's actually wise to think about that. But I love what Billy Graham says. 
because we think about eternity different. You've probably heard me mention this quote a few times over the last few months because I've just been so stuck on it. Billy Graham, the late great legend of faith, says this, an atheist only sees a hopeless end to life. When it comes to life, an atheist he only sees, when it comes to death, an atheist only sees a hopeless end. But the Christian sees endless hope. See, we do not experience death in the same way as the world. For us, if you know Jesus, death is just a homecoming. Death is just going home because we're just passing through. This is not my home. My home is in heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter, 5, uh, chapter 15, verse 55, it says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Here's the thing. Death, death isn't the same when you know where you're going. Death, death isn't defeat when your eternity is secure. Death, death doesn't have the final say when you're going to heaven. Somebody say Amen. I'm not the guy that's like, oh, dude, like this tattoo has so much meaning. But this tattoo has so much meaning. <laughs> um, I have this like traditional boat with the word hope. Because a while ago, I kind of just got fascinated with the idea of the world before Google Maps. And before, like some of you, you wouldn't know your way home tonight if you didn't have your iPhone. And I just got fascinated with this idea of sailors five, six, seven hundred years ago. These sailors that would stand on the beach, toes in the sand, look out at the horizon, and begin to plan sailing beyond what they could see. And the only thing that they had, the only thing that they had to stand on was the faith of somebody else's word who had gone before them. There's land on the other side of this horizon. If you sail this long in this direction, and then you take a turn in this direction, and then you take a turn in that direction, and you go this way for like 45 days, you won't see anything. And then out of nowhere, you will see land. And the only thing they had to stand on was the word of somebody who went before them. And I got the word hope tattooed under this, this, uh, uh, this boat because there's someone who's gone ahead of us. His name's Jesus. And the faith that I have is on the word that on the other side of the horizon of this life, on the other side of death, there is hope for what is to come. And that place is called heaven. And that place is real. And it's actually there. Which brings us right to our next point as the band heads up and helps me start closing down. Let's talk quickly about heaven and hell. We'll talk a lot more about heaven. Don't worry. John, John 14, verse 1, this is the hope that I'm talking about. This is the hope we stand on. You ready for this? I love this verse. Write this verse down. John 14, 1 to 3. John 14, 1 to 3. I don't want you to forget that. I want you to go home and read this verse on your own. John 14, 1 to 3. Jesus is talking. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You know, like when you stay up late at night, you're all by yourself in your bed and you start thinking about your mortality. You start thinking about death and, and you begin to get kind of scared. Your heart begins to get troubled and you're a little bit fearful for what's on the other side of that horizon. Here's what Jesus says. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. He's talking about heaven. There's many rooms there. There's a place for you. If it weren't so, I would have told you 
that um, I would not have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Dude, that's so sick. Right now, we're here, but Jesus is on the other side of the horizon of eternity in heaven, and he's literally there like Minecraft, just making heaven. Like, Jesus is over, I don't, there? There? Like, I'll, whatever direction heaven's in, he's literally there making heaven right now for you and for me. That's what he said. I go and I'm preparing a place for you. That's so sick. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I, oh, here's the hope. I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You ever wonder what heaven's going to be like? Like, what's heaven going to look like? What's heaven going to smell like? Not Axe body spray, I'll tell you that much right now. (laughs) You ever think, like, what heaven will feel like? Like, heaven is in eternity, so there's not 24 hours in a day. There's actually not even really time. Time basically doesn't exist in heaven. So, like, our whole lives revolve around, I'm awake for somewhere around 16 hours, and I sleep for 8. If you're like me, you're, like, awake 20 hours, and you sleep for 4. Was that right, math? 16, 8. Did you carry the 2? Yeah? Wyatt gives me the thumbs up. If you're like me, it's more like you're awake 18 or 20 hours, and you sleep between 4 and 6. Don't do that. (laughs) But your whole life sort of revolves around, well, the sun's up, the sun's down, I'm awake, I'm asleep. The sun's up, the sun's down, I'm awake, I'm asleep. The sun's up, the sun's down, I'm awake, I'm asleep. But there's not that in heaven. Dude, you want to know something crazy? The Bible actually says in heaven, there's no need for the sun or the moon. We don't need illumination. Why? Because the Bible says that in heaven, all of heaven is illuminated with the glory of God. What does that mean, Pastor Corey? I don't know. But it sure makes me wonder. What is heaven going to be like? There's a guy in the Bible named the Apostle Paul. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. And the Apostle Paul, dude, lucky ducky. Somebody say, lucky ducky. This dude got a glimpse of heaven. Like God, God said, hey, Paul, look at this. Like he just gave him this little glimpse of heaven. That's not heaven. That's Pastor Corey's sermon notes. Imagine God did that for you. Imagine it was like heaven was on the other side of this curtain, and he's like, hey, you get just a really quick peek, all right? Dude, how dope was that? Paul got that. And there's a bunch of writings in Scripture. You could go study it for yourself. There's just one piece of what he said that I want to I share with you. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, ready for this? This is what Paul had to say about heaven. He says, I was caught up to paradise. He called heaven paradise. If you've ever been worried about death, don't trip chocolate chip. If you know Jesus, paradise is waiting for you. And then he said this, and I heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Dude, catch this. Paul is saying there are not any words in any language, in all of humanity that can explain heaven. Literally, your words are too small. Your, our words, he's saying, our words, they are too tiny, they're too small, they're too insignificant to even begin to describe heaven. They will fall so short. 
That's how amazing, we don't have the vocabulary or vernacular to begin to describe how amazing heaven is. What is heaven like? We don't really know, but here's what I do know. It's way better than you think. It's so much better than you can imagine. In fact, here's how amazing heaven is. Heaven is so amazing that our minds and our imaginations cannot conjure up awe and wonder that's big enough to, like any amount of imagination you have will fall short to how amazing heaven is. Explain heaven to us, Corey. I'm gonna do a little bit of that in a second, but here's the best thing you can know about heaven. It's way better than you ever thought it could be. It's better than your imagination could ever conjure up. There will be no more tears, no more disease, no more pain. Get this, we'll have new bodies. It'll be like your body, but perfect. Corey is gonna actually look like he went to the gym. And I'm gonna dunk on all of you. There's definitely basketball in heaven. Philippians uh, 3.21 says that, that we get new bodies. Get this, the streets are paved with gold. I mentioned that earlier. I this isn't really like anything to do with the message. It just makes me, I, I wonder, somebody say wonder. I wonder if the streets are paved with gold because that speaks of the value of heaven, that the streets are golden. Or I wonder if it's just showing us that once you get there, the thing you valued most on earth, riches and money, it'll just be under your feet. Heaven's gonna be amazing. Here's something so cool. There is a literal home or house with many rooms that we're gonna all live in together with God. That's so sick. My room will be plastered with anime posters everywhere. I will finally watch One Piece because I'll have the time. Only the nerds in the room get that. There's like 1,200 episodes. Here's something so cool. Some of y'all are gonna love this. There's food in heaven. Like, you don't have to eat, but there's food in heaven. Like, one of the first things we're doing in heaven, Scripture says, we're going to get there, big old fat banquet. Like, massive banquet. Food everywhere. <laughs> How sick is that? And it's better than in and out Like, it will be better than anything you've ever tasted. You want to know what's so cool about heaven? We'll be reunited with any of our loved ones who've gone before us who were in Christ. I'll see my grandma there one day. That friend or family member that you knew who loved Jesus, they're in heaven right now waiting for you. And you'll see them. Wait, we'll have new bodies. Corey, will we recognize each other? Yes, we will recognize each other. And you'll get to heaven and you'll dap them up and go, let's party for eternity. That's going to be heaven. You know, there's worship in heaven. And it's going to be worship that we could have never imagined. Heaven is going to be never-ending, eternal paradise. It's forever and ever and ever. Second, Second Peter 3, 8, it says, it says, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. We're going to get to heaven and be like, whoo, the first day in heaven's been so sick. And then God's going to be like, get this, it's been a thousand years. And you're like, it's been a thousand years? I thought it's been a day. God's going to be like, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> time flies when you're in heaven. That's going to be heaven. How sick is that? I, for one, can hardly wait. What is heaven going to be like? We can't even imagine, but I know this. You don't want to miss it.
Hear me, young people, don't miss heaven. Don't miss heaven. Eternity changes everything. As I close, I want to take like 90 seconds to talk about hell. If we were at the beach and you were swimming and I saw a great white, I would tell you. I would not be a loving pastor or friend if I did not tell you hell is real. Hell is real. And there's this crazy, insane misconception going around about hell. I've seen music artists at stages and festivals in front of tens of thousands of people say things like, oh, hell, me and all of my friends are getting together, meeting there. Yo, hell is not going to be like some cool hangout barbecue with your friends in a place that the temperature is just a little bit more than your preference. Hell will be horrible. Hell will be eternal separation from God. That's probably the worst part, but hell is anguish forever and ever and ever and ever. This is how Jesus describes it. Matthew chapter 13, verse 40. As weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace. This is what hell will be like. Where there's weeping of teeth. The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. I pray you hear me tonight, young people. Everybody, every one of you will live forever in one of two places. And in light of eternity, I pray it changes everything for you. Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're in this place, and, and not at all like in the fear of hell, but all in anticipation for heaven, maybe you're saying, I want to know that I know that when I go to heaven, that when I die, I'll be in heaven, that like my, that my eternity is secured. Like, the thought of eternity is making me adjust how I look at life. If that's you and you're in the room and you would say, not out, of, not out of fear, but just out of like, I want that. I want to know God. I want to know this Jesus who died to secure my eternity. All that that you talk, I want that, Pastor Corey. God made it so easy for us. He sent his son Jesus to pay the price and the debt that we could not pay for our sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. It's what separates us from God. But it says that the free gift of God is salvation and redemption through Christ Jesus. All you have to do tonight is say yes to Jesus. That's it. I know what you're thinking. As you're sitting there with your head bowed and your eyes closed, you're thinking that's way too easy. But God did all the heavy lifting. Why wouldn't we accept this sacrifice? And if you're in the room tonight, maybe you're watching online, you want to accept Jesus. You want your eternity secured. Every Christian in the room right now is praying because this is a moment that will change people's eternity. 
if you want to know that you know that when you die, you're making it to heaven, that when you die, you'll be with Jesus, you'll be with God, you'll be with the angels in heaven. You want to know that. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand. This is not you lifting your hand out of fear. This is you lifting your hand out of, I want all that God has for me, and I want a relationship with Jesus. When I get to three, you lift your hand, you can put it right back down. One, two, three, go. Amazing. You can put your hand right back down. What we're going to do right now is we're just going to pray. Some of you are thinking, I've never prayed before, Corey. I don't know what words are I'm about to say. Don't worry. I'm going to give you the words. And you just repeat right after me. Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's welcome people into God's family right now. Hey, there is a party in heaven right now. Hey, nobody distracting anybody. I want to do something very unique something kind of different that we don't often do, but no one distracting anybody. Would you stand to your feet? Would you begin to head up to the front as much as we can? Like, let's just keep this moment right here. Let's not distract. Let's stay engaged. Eternity changes everything. In light of forever and filled with the wonder of eternity, it should change how you live. And so I want to ask you a question. And like, I want to preface this with like, this is a challenging question. What are you living for? I'm going to, where's a vocalist? Can I hand that to you? I'm just going to come back to you, grab it. Yep, thank you. What are you living for? What do you live for? There are people who their whole life is about money, riches, Oh, the stuff that we will literally walk on when we get to heaven. That's what their whole life is about. For some, their entire life is about love, romance, and their future relationships. Some of them is the relationship right now. Girl, you're a freshman. He's going to break up with you, I promise. You laugh, but like, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are eternal. That relationship ain't one of them. <laughs> There's so many people that their whole life, their entire life is about entertainment. It's about fun. Like, I think that this is maybe the way that the enemy comes in for teenagers and distracts them. Because for so many teenagers, like, I got pointed at as the oldest person that somebody in the room knew. But, like, teenage years are not that far from my life. And like, I remember being a teenager and most mornings I woke up thinking about how am I gonna have fun today? How am I gonna occupy my time? I beat Halo, the original one, in four hours. Like I just sat, yeah. I just sat there and just played Halo for four hours and beat it. After that, you know what I did? I thought, what next? I remember I was disappointed beating, I am using Halo as a sermon illustration right now. It wasn't even in my notes. I remember I was legitimately like bummed that I beat this video game that I looked forward to so much because the anticipation of Halo was high. Like, this game's gonna be the best game ever. I 
throw it in. I play the campaign, and me and my stepdad beat it in four hours. And I thought to myself, this thing that had so much hype provided me with four hours of entertainment? And so many of you, your whole life revolves around how am I going to entertain myself today? There's some people who live based on what they'll eat, food. Can I tell you, God does not bless you. God designed you. You, look, you eat to live. You don't live to eat. I know that goes completely against American culture as all of us celebrated that there'll be food in heaven. You, you eat to live. You don't live to eat. Some people, their whole life is based off of school and career. It's based on a, a house that they're going to have, what car they're going to drive, what mo like one day getting a motorcycle. I grew up dreaming of having a motorcycle. I literally own the Harley Davidson of my dreams right now. And I love that thing. There's nothing in the world like getting these knees in the breeze and just cruising. But it does nothing for my soul. What do you live for? I've gotten to the place in my life where I live for one sentence. That's the moment that I die. Because I'll die. You'll die. It's the ultimate statistic. Amber talked about taxes. Two things guaranteed in life. Death and taxes. It's the ultimate statistic. And I hate the fact that some of you have been way too close to death in the last few months. And some of us know people who've gone far before their time. But I live for this sentence that one day, when this life ends, and I cross that horizon into eternity, that when my eyes close on this side of eternity on earth, they open in heaven, and they meet the eyes of my friend, my brother, the Messiah, my Savior, Jesus, he looks into my eyes and he says this Matthew 25 21 well done my good and faithful servant enter into the joy of your master nothing else matters that's all that matters that one day One day, Jesus will look into my eyes and he'll say, well done. I've been preparing this place for you. Let's party for all eternity. In light of eternity, I pray it changes everything for you. In light of eternity, you're going to lead us in a song in just a second, Jordan. I'll need to hold this. this. Can I, can, can you give me 45 seconds of being super cheesy? Is that okay? No? Okay, never mind. I'll just leave. <laughs> I have the microphone. Like, I'm the one with the word pastor in front of his name. What are you going to do about it? Like, um, there's been a few times in the last 14 years of being married that I've, that I've gone on trips or missions trips or I've been on the other side of the world and I've not been in proximity of my wife and we could call and we can text, but you ever love somebody so much and you miss them so much that you just want to see their face? 
Like, like you ever, um, like our nephews, our nieces and nephews, we don't get to see them as much as, we, as we'd like. And there's times when we see them and like, like, dude, you grew like four inches since the last time I seen you stop growing. And I just want to see their face. And some of them, they're still at the point where their cheeks are all chubby and you just want to pinch their cheeks. Like, I love you, dude. Like, you ever, you ever miss someone so much you just want to see their face? That should be how we look forward to Jesus. One day, I'm going to see you. And I cannot wait. So here's what I want to do. I want to read for you that you're going to need to sing. I'm going to put this over here and not cover your lyrics. Don't let me forget it's there. I left my iPad on top of the drums one time. I didn't find it for three weeks. That's not a joke. I had to preach from paper. What am I, caveman? We're going to worship in a minute. And what we're going to do, we're going to go into a song that's brand new for you guys. You've probably never heard it. Um, uh, it's a song by a guy named Phil Wickham. And I want to just read to you the lyrics of the, the first verse and the first chorus. Dude, this is like my, one of my favorite worship songs right now. Here's what it says. Let, let your imagination run wild in this moment as I read this to you. Like wonder about eternity right here. It says, how I long to breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me walk with him for all eternity. And then the chorus says, there will be a day, because there will be a day when you cross that horizon into eternity. It says there will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more. And standing face to face with he who died and rose again, holy, holy is the Lord. This will be probably the only time you ever hear me say this. But we're going to sing that first verse, and we're going to sing that chorus, and I don't want you to worship for a moment. I don't want you to sing for a moment. I don't want you to lift your hands. I want you to do this. Close your eyes. Forget you're in a crowded room. Zero people distracting anybody around them. Close your eyes. And in this moment, I want you to think about the moment when you cross into eternity You've just opened your eyes and it's like there's a piercing light and things are beginning to come into focus. With your eyes closed, we're gonna sing through this first verse in this chorus. Don't sing it. Just listen to the words and let it fill your heart with wonder about eternity. And how I long to breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity
All right, Bridgeth, would you sing out this song with us one more time? We're going to start it from the stop.
We sing all hail King Jesus tonight.
You know, I feel like on a night like tonight, I just really believe that God was showing us new things. I believe that we were seeing our life not just for how we see it and what's right in front of us, but I really do feel like that he, that God showed us like the 50,000 point of view, you know? And I think one of the verses that stands out to me the most of what Corey was preaching about was Ecclesiastes 3.11. And for anybody who might still feel afraid of eternity, might still feel like this sense of like, oh, I don't really know what it's about. First of all, like same. <laughs> Let's all, let's all join the club and let's all be a part of that same, right? None of us can, can, can comprehend what eternity is like. And I think for some of us, it can scare us. And, and if I can just put myself into your shoes, I get there at times where I have those thoughts that come through my mind where it's like, man, I do not understand eternity at all. And the lack of understanding can scare you because there's no way to put that into comprehension. But the verse that Corey talked about tonight was Ecclesiastes 3.11, which says that God puts eternity in the heart of everyone. And so whether you can understand eternity or not, can I just say that there is no fear in eternity because God has already prepared you for eternity. God is preparing your spirit and your soul for something that you cannot even understand. Another verse that comes to mind is Isaiah 50, 55 verses 8 through 9 where it says that God's thoughts are higher and God's ways are higher. And so it makes sense that there's no way that we could possibly understand what eternity is like because if God is in eternity and if his ways are higher and his thoughts are higher, then it makes sense why we can't possibly comprehend. But all I can tell you is this, is that God is preparing you for eternity. And when we get to eternity... We will be prepared for it because he's preparing our lives all the way up, up until the point of death for us to enter into his presence. And so right now, when we're here on earth, it might blow our mind about what eternity is going to be like. But when we get there, there will be no fear. There will be no worry. There will be no sorrow. There will be no more weeping. Because God is preparing our hearts and he's preparing our lives for what it is that we cannot possibly comprehend. And our God is so big and he's so amazing that he gives us his peace. And his word talks about his peace being a peace that is beyond all understanding. So even when it doesn't make sense to me, even when I don't understand it, I can walk in peace. Because I know that I may not be able to understand it, but I know that God does. And I know that if God gets it, I know that if he's preparing me for it, that means that he is making eternity specifically for us to be in it. God goes ahead of us. And he makes a way. He's our shepherd. He's our leader. A shepherd goes out before their flock and he makes a way for them so that he can come back and say, hey, I know which way to go. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing in our lives. So we shouldn't fear because we have a good shepherd who goes out before us and is paving a way for us to get to eternity one day. Amen. Hey, for a lot of y'all inside of this room, can I just let you know too, is that you took the direction of your eternity. You might've been going this way, but God said, uh-uh, we're gonna take a detour and we're gonna get you right back onto the pathway to heaven. For everybody who made a decision tonight, that is the best decision that you could have made for your life. Heaven is erupting right now. For even if just one person who was lost is now found, all of heaven erupts. And so I think that we didn't even do that justice. Can we just make some noise? Because heaven is being filled tonight. Hey, and we want to help you 
through that journey because we may not be in heaven right now, but we wanna help you with the walk, with your relationship with Jesus. Because I'm sure that you're wondering, what is this all about? Is this, is this really what following Jesus is all about? Is it, is it this good? Can I tell you it is this good? And it gets even better the more that you follow after Jesus. And we wanna help you along the journey with a free resource that we like to call the next seven days. Someone say next seven days. That is a free resource that all you have to do is just DM us on Instagram. It is at bridgeYTH underscore. Maybe you're saying, Wyatt, I don't have Instagram. Same here, right? I'm, I'm, I'm one of the weirdos. I don't have any Instagram. Uh, you know, shame on me. But if you do not have Instagram, uh, come find me. Come find Pastor Corey. Come find Pastor Amber. Come find one of our amazing leaders, and we'll be able to give you guys that resource. One more time, can we make some noise for all the people that made that decision tonight? Hey, we are just wrapping up service. We still have one more worship song. This place is gonna be popping, it's gonna be jumping, but I wanna, I wanna let you guys know that church is not just on Wednesdays, it's also on Sundays. We have connect groups at 11.30 service where it gets tight, it gets lit. So if you have not yet been a part of a connect group, please come to our 11.30 service. Y'all are ready to party. Let's end off with a bang.